Absolutely perfect. Please, let's start off with what came to mind when it when it became. Did it start with jewelry? Did it start with uh, a, a watch, or did it just I want to work for myself? Where was that first spark in your mind? No, that's a good question. So I've I've been involved in startups since university. I, I'm I'm actually wearing my university shirt right now. I went to Laurier, so I'm a I'm a local okay. from where you're at. Um, uh, I, I was involved in different tech startups. I had my own at one point, and uh, I've always been a, a fan of just not relying on a corporation to, to pay my income in the future. I've always wanted to have my own thing, do my own thing in the future. Um, and so I've experimented, uh, and uh, uh, what happened was um, uh, a couple of years ago, I was looking for some fashion products, me and my buddy. Um, me and a lot of my buddies actually. I even got like my dad involved in this in the search for for fun fashion accessories. We were looking up uh, trendy pieces for the summer a couple of years ago. We were uh, trying to find good deals. Um, uh, we're very into fashion. We're you know we're entrepreneurial. We like we like to look as you know presentable and look good when we have meetings and stuff, mm -hmm. or when we go mm -hmm. out and hang out with our friends, or go out to a bar, or whatever it is. We we like to look good. We like to feel good. We like to save our money, and so this all these different these, these different concepts kind of clicked with us when we when we were looking for accessories like what we're wearing right now. We were looking for this concept of being able to to put together a collection really easily, like a watch necklace bracelet or a, a watch necklace ring, just anything that that guys like like myself can can do to improve our style easily quickly and affordably without going out and buying a bunch of different clothing, without going out and buying new shoes. Like we wanted to buy accessories that just work for us, not the other way around. Um, right. And so after, yeah, so after a couple of weeks uh, of looking around, we just couldn't find any good deals. And I dropped uh, almost 400 Canadian myself just getting a, a black watch, black bracelet, black necklace from mm -hmm. three different mm -hmm. retailers. Um, they all came in at different times. They, they, they uh, you know, you have to pay for the shipping for each one of those. It was just a kind of a mess. I dropped a lot of money. And then when they got here, the bracelet didn't look that good with the watch because the black on the bracelet was a, was a different shade from the black on the watch. And so it just, it just got, in, we got into all these problems. Um, and we weren't that happy about the price that we paid. And we were just getting started. Like we wanted to get different colors. We wanted gold. We wanted silver. We wanted all these different things. Um, and we realized there's just no easy way to do it. We thought, hey, we have a good background in entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship. We have a good background in business and and technology. Um, you know, we're we're into style and fashion. Um, you know, we see what other companies in this area are doing. We see how much they're charging. We see what sort of um, you know what sort of business model they have. And we thought, hey, we can do it better. We can replicate. We can get the same quality products. We can put them together. We can offer better deals. And then we don't have to go out and hire a, a web developer. We don't have to hire a marketer. We don't have to hire a business manager. We don't have to hire models. We don't have to hire a photographer. We mm -hmm. can just do all of that ourselves. Um, and so we just, we just started with an Instagram account at the end of 2018. So that was before we were selling anything. Um, just to try to just get build some momentum up. So we were just shooting photos, just me and my friend, bought our camera, we just shot our own photos, did our own marketing, learned along the way. And as the momentum started to build, then we launched our business in the middle of 2019. And then it's just been a pretty good trajectory since since then. 
And I think it's something extremely important to take away how you said you've seen these other companies putting out these products and you immediately thought, okay, here's a business model. I can do it better. I feel like a lot of people become frantic when they can't come up with something fresh or original. I feel like that's almost become a cliche now. And, uh, you know, most ideas aren't original. You know, it's it's been tried and true and someone just feels like they can do it better. So it's it's nice to know that you've already, you know, put that out there that, you saw it being done. It wasn't giving what you wanted. And, you know, I mean, the consumer, you know, that we are, we are, we are, consumer is the truth. What we want is what they're going to make, right? And you clearly didn't see what you wanted. So you decided to make it. So that's pretty awesome. So it's also fair to say that you had the vision pretty clear from the beginning. I'd say so. I think, I think when, when it hit us, it hit us like a truck. And then we're just like, all right, that's what we should do. We should just get started. And, mm -hmm. and then we just did. I feel like that's the case with anything, you know, like learning anything. Once it clicks, uh, even learning a new sport, once you, you throw it right, or I just started learning golfing, and my one buddy said, once you hit that ball right, you'll feel it. Like it hits you like a truck. It just clicks. And, uh, you know, I feel like people try and force that so hard, thinking so, oh, I need this, I need that, rather than kind of, I mean, maybe that's a little cliche too, but letting the ideas come to you, you know, and uh, I guess in a sense for you it did, but, you know, when being the age that you are and starting it in this type of climate too and keeping it going. What is, I mean, that's really what the podcast is about, right? It's it's the mental struggles that ha that go along with being a business person, entrepreneur. An entrepreneur isn't just, at least in my opinion, someone that owns a business. It's someone that does something for themselves. Like, like you said, someone that doesn't want to just get a paycheck from someone else, doesn't just want to work for someone else for the rest of their life. So for yourself, what was if you feel uh, the biggest tool, what was that mental Kung Fu that you had to build to, to keep yourself disciplined to see this through? That's a really good question. And you know, I, this is something that's actually been on my mind a lot, especially recently, especially with the COVID lockdown and seeing so many people be put out of work. Um, it, it's, it's, it's something interesting. I, I have some theories about where the future is headed. I think you and I are pretty much on the same kind of page in terms of like, the vision for where this new future is heading yeah. um you know i think people can be their worst their own worst enemies they can they mm. can be their own workers um uh throughout my life i've been to many you know i've talked to many inspirational people i've, I've talked to many motivational speakers i've talked to people that had amazing careers um that gave their their little tidbits of advice and it just seems that people often put mental blockers because they're looking for the perfect idea they're looking for that unicorn one in a billion um, and it's just doesn't, it's just not going to happen. It just, no business is going to get started like that. If you keep delaying or putting it off, um, it's not, it's just not going to work. The, the best thing that, that I've ever done in my life was realize that you just have to keep pushing, keep trying new things and be okay with fail, failure, get your ego out of the way, be okay with just failing again and again and again is perfectly okay. Don't be afraid of that. Um, don't try to have the perfect business model. Um, because you're not going to do it perfectly, no matter how much experience you have, you're going to be pivoting along the way. Um, and I say the word business, you know, it doesn't have not just business, but anything really in life. If you want to start learning how to throw a Frisbee, you know, you're going to you should just start doing it. You shouldn't right. waste years of your time researching it and getting scared and, and avoiding it as much as possible. Best thing to do is just go out there, throw the Frisbee, fail a few times, and then you learn how to throw that Frisbee better and better. Um, and I think that's really the best way to do it is, is just people should not be so afraid of failure, not be so afraid of 
of being wrong and just kind of be more comfortable and confident putting themselves out there and facing rejection really well and head on and being okay with that. How somebody bounces back from that that failure, how somebody gets back up on that horse, that really will determine your if you're going to be successful in in your in your path in life. That that's something that really it 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 triggered me as soon as you said face rejection. I think that's a, another big component of building that mental kung fu. How have you felt when it came to facing rejection or even just simply telling a friend about this this company, this idea you're starting and people being like, eh, it's not going to work. Dude, there's this competition, there's that competition. How was that for you taking that rejection and how did you uh, keep yourself disciplined, keep yourself focused and see your vision? That's another really good question. Yeah, um, definitely when I first started the concept and I was pitching it to people, Definitely, there were some people that were like, this is a great idea. I support it. It's going to go big. And then there were definitely mm-hmm. people that were like, what are you doing? Focus on your job. You have a great career ahead of you. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, thinking about starting a business. It's just not yeah. worth your time. It's, it's going to fail. And, and to those people that, that, that like to think, you know, that like to be negative towards other people, you know, they're just holding you back. They often are scared themselves of pursuing their own ideas. And so it's just projection a lot of the times. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of the times they just don't know, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to be modest. They're trying to say, you know, they know how hard starting a business is. They know how hard it is to, to, to excel at anything in this world. And so there's always going to be, um, a lot of projection coming from those people, um, as well as just fear, right? Just like a lot of uncertainty, fear, doubts. Um, it's, it's just, you should never take, you should always listen to what they're saying, and you should always try to detach, like, what's what's fearful? What, what are they saying that is not really realistic to what you're doing? And what are they saying that is accurate and that you could learn from? And I think it's important to listen to the naysayers. It's important to listen to the haters because if you, you, you want to be able to build your business around that, and you want to be able to, to be able to address the concerns that the haters have. Um, and so that, you know, I, I welcome negative feedback. I welcome haters especially online. I love it when I, when, yeah. when someone's like, you know, t- talking back like, Hey, you know, um, you know, we, I, your brand, you know, it's, it's like many others, you know, what's, what's different about yours. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. you know, here's what, here's what makes this different. Right. And then being able to physically turn that around and seeing it, seeing somebody go from, you know, I don't care about your brand to like, yo, your brand is sick. Holy, I had no idea that you guys do this, this, and this. That's, that's something that, that I learned and that we learned through just a lot of, you know, rejection, a lot of pitching and a lot of trying to listen to the to the negative, the naysayers and the and the haters. Right on, right on. And how, was there anything before this company that you tried for? Like how many times did you um, try and start up an idea and make it into a business? Or yeah, was this so like I- first time off the gate? Um, I had a few. I've had a few startup ideas in in university. I went through a, a computer science degree, so I, I got involved in tech startups, and I was invo- involved in a in a Laurier Laurier uh, accelerator program for one of my own tech startups. Um, tech startups are a little bit different, especially initially, because you learn a lot of, that it's not about the money. It's more about just building good software and figuring that money part out later. So I think having that approach of, you know, I just want to get started with something that I'm passionate about that I mm-hmm. like, and I don't really want to think about making that money right now. I want to think about the money much, mm-hmm. much later in the future. Right now, what I want to do in these businesses is learn how to put together a good business, learn how to build experience. a team. 
get that experience and then and then pivot along the way and then the money will come later um i think that's also really good advice to give to people that that try to you know i i'm scared i can't i can't start a business there's two types of people the way i see it there's somebody that's done a lot of you know they've been through a lot of different uh business ideas they've they've have an entrepreneurial background they have a, a, a a passion for the space and they've done it before and once you know you'll get to a certain point where you have a lot of knowledge and experience behind you that at that point, if you do start a new business, you should probably think about how are you going to monetize. Mm-hmm. But for the people that haven't failed a lot and the people that are still learning and still pushing and still trying to figure it all out, don't even think about the money. Just get started. Just just think of anything that you want to do that you're passionate about and just start doing it. Um, and I think that will at least set the stage for you to monetize in the future, either with your current idea or with a new business idea. I think that's a really dead on accurate advice right there because there's a lot of people there's a reason why i asked that question because like you said there's a lot of people i feel like oh i don't have experience how am i going to start a business just being involved with a business that's already started to again gain that experience taste test to see what you like so to speak it really gives you a um a gratifying sense of your capabilities and it gives you a a sense of direction like hey maybe i can do this on my own and uh, uh speaking to that again with the whole building that mental kung fu how have you been able to keep yourself cool as a self uh, self-independent business owner during this pandemic did it hit you hard at all did it uh, uh scare you at the beginning you know, like to tell me about it no and, uh, yeah that's uh super super interesting i mean i've never lived through anything like this you haven't either no one ever has the worst was the first the first two weeks where the fear was at all time high. So mm-hmm. I actually put a, uh, we decided that it's best. We just put a pause on the business okay. for now. Cause there's so much fear going around. There's so much uncertainty, so much doubt, so much just, you know, if you, we, we thought that if we even tried to, to sell right now, it's just a waste of our time. We're, we're, we're not going to be able to, you know, make any money do, during this time. Um, the, the smartest thing we did was after two weeks, we were like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Let's get back to work. Let's not let fear control us. Let's not let fear hold us back. Um, we're an online business. Um, it's not that hard to, to, to protect our accessories from COVID. Like it's not a, it's not that difficult to, to play it safe. And we don't have a physical store. We don't need a physical store. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are going to be online. People are at home. People are going to be on Instagram. People are going to be on YouTube. People are going to be on their phones a lot more now. So in, in those first two weeks after kind of thinking about that, we just thought, let's just open it up again. Hey, if we can at least break even during this time, that's good enough for us because we don't want the momentum to die out. We have some right. great customers, we have some great ambassadors as well, and we don't want to let that momentum die. Um, mm-hmm. And then since then, we just, we just, we just, we just, we've just been on a rocket ship. Like we, we've, we've just had a whole new uh, you know, outlook on life. We just were a lot more optimistic about the future. We had a lot more of a, of a vision focused, like we were, we had a better understanding of what's going on in the markets right now. Um, and since then our sales have taken off and we've been able to really connect with more wonderful people like yourself. We've been able to get in touch with more people because everyone's just more social, more online now. So Mm -hmm. that, that actually was a good decision for us is just not let fear hold us back. Right on, right on. So it's fair to say that, uh, you kind of had to remove yourself uh, spiritually from the situation and kind of look at it from an unbiased standpoint, like, man, there's there's some advantage here. And I think that's a big problem for a lot of people is when something happens, especially something this global, 
it's hard for people to see that silver lining. It's hard for people to try and carve out their own opportunity. But as you said, with people being at home, you immediately identified, wow, there's going to be so much more social chatter. It's time to double down. And as you said, you guys don't have a store. There's really no reason to have a brick and mortar anymore for most places, especially startups, because it's just it's wasted space. You know, when when the when the eyes and ears are all just on the Internet, not many people are going to want to walk by your store when they can just get it from the click of a button. So, you know, definitely kudos for you to uh, stay on your feet and uh, make sure that stays online. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it, it really is a you got to make you've got to adapt and you've got to make the best that you can out of any situation. And there's definitely silver linings to this. Yes. And what, what would you give someone advice? Let's say someone was in your position in 2018 in this year, trying to start something off and they had that pause. If you had to start this company this year in this climate, what would you give someone some, some advice on some direction where to go, who to contact, how to try and build um, the foundation to get something off the ground? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, research is going to be your number one, uh, number one friend. Um, you know, do a lot of research quickly and, and try to, try to, try to, I know, I know, I've, I know it's, it's, it's hard to be original these days with a mm -hmm. business idea. It's hard to have something that sets you apart. Um, but if I was to start a typical man again, um, I would say, you know, you do with, given that e-commerce is such a big market and it's growing exponentially and there's so many online brands now and there's so many companies pushing for that. And there's so many new online brands, especially in even in our space, um, you, you still have to try to do something a little bit different. You mm -hmm. still have to think about, um, you know, here's how this business does it. Um, replicate what they do well and then find something that makes your business unique or special or separate from that one. Um, it doesn't matter if you can't fi find it right away. Um, you know, definitely start your business. Just start doing like make gradual gains every day. Put in that work every day. Take those baby steps at least. Um, and along the way, if you don't have anything that makes you original right away, eventually try to pivot a little bit so you have some originality behind your idea, so that you can stand out and separate yourself from the other businesses. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the biggest thing that I would say that somebody should be doing is just getting started. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really the, the, the problem that I find with so many people that want to pursue a, a something is that they just block themselves from doing it in the first place and then they just never get started. Um, mm -hmm. so I, I always say just, just start, just start anything, just pull out some paper and do some sketches if you have to just write out your thoughts. If you have to talk it out, if you have to, um, Start pitching your idea to different people, not your friends, but to people that you don't really know that well, people that will be honest with you, people that don't want to make you feel good, right, like your friends or family. Talk, talk to average people, people on the streets, people you don't really know. Um, you just have to make those gradual, gradual gains every day. You just have to push a little bit every day um, and, and, and then eventually think, think of something that makes, makes you a little bit unique from what's out there. And when it comes to having a business and you know as you said research for someone that doesn't know anything about business like they didn't go to school you know they didn't they weren't able to get in close to people that can hook them up with those companies so they can start taste testing what would you feel is a, 
a tangible business tactic for someone to research in? What do you feel like something when you finally learned it, you're like, oh, that's what would have saved me so much time had I learned this from the beginning? You know, ex there's nothing better than life experience across uh, a variety of different things. Not everybody is going to have, you know, as much life experience as the next person or whatever. Um, some of the things that have helped me in my business are <laughs> Shark Tank, I'll be honest. Shark Tank was really good. Yeah, uh, right on. <laughs> you know, as silly as that sounds, for someone that doesn't have a business background and is just doesn't know what they're doing, they, mm. they just need to search and just get invested into that business world a little bit. Maybe, um, well, I would say watch Shark Tank from start to finish. Make that your new show because you learn a lot going through that show. As funny as that sounds, they, they, those investors, they really drill those business owners. They really, they really show those business owners what, how, how, how they should be behaving and mm -hmm. how they should be running their business. And then you learn about what investors look for through that show and why they look for those things. And then at least you have some concepts in your head that helps you. Um, some things that really helped, helped me with my current business is from Shark Tank is um, uh, number one, you know, make it a real business. Don't, don't go into uh, uh, if you if you if I was going to go into a into a Shark Tank and pitch a typical man to the investors, I'm not going to go in and say, "Hey, we're a vegan brand. We're we care about uh, the environment. We care about animals. We're mm -hmm. we're super ethical, uh, and also we make accessories." They're going to be like, "What the hell are you doing here? You're a charity. Get out of here! Like we're just mm -hmm. for businesses. Like, you know, they 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 will drill on business owners going in." And, and help them get their their vision, their pitch, and their business back on track financially because that's where it, is, that's where it really matters. It, we're a vegan brand and we're so passionate about veganism, but we barely even talk about it because our products are what matters at the end of the day. Our products, our value, our service, um, the quality of our products, we, we get tons of customers that are not vegan. They don't care that our watches are vegan. They don't care that our accessories are vegan. What they care about is the quality and in the end, the fact that they're supporting a vegan business makes them feel better as well. So it's a win-win. They get great products and they're supporting veganism. And so it's win-win for everybody. Um, and so that's an example of something I learned from Shark Tank where people go in and they pitch their, their business and they have a, a bunch of great buzzwords or a bunch of great um, you know, things that they're doing. But they don't actually talk about their business. Um, so I, I, definitely, I definitely encourage anyone that's, that's serious about starting a business to think about what's important for a business's survival, which is like money. Like you need the money to survive. People will not pay for your product or service if they don't value it. So you have mm -hmm. to figure out a way to give people what they want and then put your message or the value or the things that you care about as the cherry on top. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna have more of an impact for the things that you care about if you build a proper business than if you build your business the other way around. And it's fair it, to that, say that, oh, it makes, it makes perfect sense. I watched Shark Tank a lot myself, and even when I got the watch you know, and, uh, and I got the necklaces, when I saw that it said vegan brand, I was like, holy crap, that is awesome. Okay, it's, it's again, it's a nice little feature that you put into the brand. And like you said, when you go, if you go up to something like Shark Tank, you want it to be a real business. You want it to be tangible. And I feel like, um, just to say you're an entrepreneur and like, yeah, I do businesses. It's so easy to put on your, you know, your your Instagram, your Twitter tag, your LinkedIn. Um, but as you said, you got to research. You got to know your stuff. It's got to be real. And if you went in there, you know, with this 
you know, nice lollygagging pitch, they would, you know, throw you out the room because it's not about, you know, these, uh, this, uh, um, linguistic, you know, karate moves you're doing with, with, with your words, you know, to try and impress someone, you have to give someone real results. And that's why doing the work. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that, that's how it works the best in the real world. And too many times, we see companies, they, they kind of derail a little bit and they lose focus of what's important, which is keeping their customers happy, providing a good service. Um, they kind of forget, sometimes they can forget that. And then that, that's why a lot of companies will end up failing is because they derail or they were never really about their business in the first place. So if you're trying to build something and you're not in it for, and as, as aggressive as this might sound, if you're not in it to be a financially sound business, if you're not in it and you, you're not thinking, eventually thinking about how you're going to be making the money that you need to keep that business afloat, then you, you, then you're just never going to have a sound business, and you will struggle really, really hard along the way. But if you, if you build your business to be financially sound, then you can actually get the resources that you need and the support that you need to promote the issues that you care about. And with building your business and having it for two years now. What are the things that have you feel have affected your personal life, maybe your relationships? Do you feel like it's it's taken a toll on you? Do you feel like it's no sweat? Because for some people, you know, they feel like there's too much pressure, or you know, it just it, it consumes too much time. So, how do you feel like that that is for you? Um, definitely consumes a lot of time. There's no that there's no doubt about that. Pa passion keeps me pushing. Um, I have certain philosophies in terms of uh, the way I conduct my business. You know, I, I, get, I try to solve problems in real time as they come up instead of letting them sit. Um, because if you let them sit for too long, then you have this huge backlog of problems to deal with. And then you can just like, they can just spiral out of control. Um, I don't, I would say that in terms of a toll on my life, um, I've had to be more like, faster. I've had to think faster. I've had to do things quicker, um, uh, deal with fires as they happen in real time. Um, I, I, I definitely have been sleeping less. That could also be due to the, the whole COVID thing, but I've been sleeping less and I still take my diet and health and fitness seriously, but not as seriously as before. So there's been certain sacrifices, like I'll hang out with friends less. I'll see my parents less. Um, there's certain sacrifices around that for sure. Um, but right now is the time to push. Right now is the time to build, and I can always find time for for the for for more you know more family time, more friend time, uh, you know, in the future once things kind of settle down a little bit. And you know, how do you feel that you know when it comes to businesses? I feel like some people just lack the motivation. And like you said, you have to have that passion. No one has to tell you in the morning, hey, Armin, wake up. We got to do this business because you know what you want. And I feel motivation is a nice word, but I don't feel like it's tangible because motivation will go away. If you have to keep finding that motivation, then you're always going to feel exhausted. You're always going to feel drained. And eventually it's going to feel like a chore. And nine times out of ten, you end up feeling like it's no longer your business. Now you're working just just to just to keep it afloat, just to keep the the standard going. Uh, what's the phrase going on? Keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Um, so how do you feel like that that is for you? 
No, that's a good point. That's a good question. The motivation thing is tough. I mean, some days I'm just not that motivated myself. Some days I'm just like, oh, I should be doing more, but I'm just so exhausted and tired. And, you know, you have to find what you really love. You have to find some level of passion for it. And then you have to think about what's what's your alternative? Like, it, you know, I, you don't want to be you don't want to build a business that's for 20 years just barely getting by. You have to be okay with if your business is just not working, if you just can't figure it out, or if you just don't have the passion for it, you have to be okay with just letting it go and just try something else. Um, sometimes a business might not even be the right thing for you. Sometimes you might want to just get into the corporate world and work your way up the ladder and get to a place where you're making a really good income and you have a lot of really good perks and that gives you more joy than, than chasing a, you know, a business. Because there's that saying, you know, entrepreneurs will work 80 hours a week to avoid working 40 hours a week. Yeah, and yeah. that's you know all about that, right? I'm I'm sure you you're putting a ton of effort right now on your podcast and stuff. So you you definitely know all about that, and I certainly know all about that too. And and I feel it too every day. I feel like you know I'm putting in 100 hour work weeks, no doubt. And it's it sometimes it doesn't feel like it. Sometimes it feels like, ah, wow, what, it's 7 o'clock. I woke up at 7 today and I've been working nonstop. I can't believe it's 7 o'clock mm -hmm. at night. Um, yep. Sometimes you have that. And that's just because I'm passionate about what I do. It's gotten to a place where I really love what I do. It was a lot of grinding, a lot of hustling, a lot of pushing, a lot of just, just keep pushing in the early stages to get to a point now where I'm a lot more comfortable with the level of work uh, for the momentum that we have. Um, but, yeah, the motivation thing. That's a, that's a there. I I feel like people that are more well rounded a little bit have more motivation. People that put in the time to learn about things that they're passionate about, to pick up some hobbies, to go to the gym and lift some weights, to to get a proper diet. Once you you know and to get proper sleep. Um, once you do all of those things, once you're in a good sound uh, body and mind, um, I think that's when you're going to have the best success running a business too because it does take a lot of confidence to run a business and and those are just all a bunch of different things that do to that, that you can do to contribute to your confidence of course style as well that's what we're in this business <laughs> that's right and i think it's something important to take away from everything you've been saying uh you know you've been saying passion a lot and what i can clearly see is that uh, you have such a sense of clarity for this and the passion that feeds that you're feeding it's clearly feeding you and I think that's that's the perfect harmony that people need to reach is when the passion comes full circle. You know, it's not just taking away from you. It just feel really feels like a give and give, give and give. You know, so that way when it comes to your audience, your clients, your customers, it's just give, 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 give. Because when people, again, as you said, get in that greed loop and they, they, you know, they don't like working for themselves and it's 20 years of just staying afloat then it's no longer, you know, this passion. It's just this, uh, you might as well be working for somebody else, right? Yeah, exactly. Like if you, if you end up in that situation, my advice is to think about working for somebody else and seeing you might actually be way happier doing that. You might find that you're making more money, you're, you're getting better benefits, you get better work hours, and you get to put your time towards uh, family, relationships, friends, nature, what, mm -hmm. entertainment, whatever it is. If, if, if you're just not happy doing what you're doing, you have to pivot. Um, and, and if you really want to build a business, don't get stuck in a 20-year grinding loop. Just mm -hmm. get out and get out, fail fast, 
learn fast and just move on and be okay with, you know, don't get, a, don't get emotionally attached to a business. Don't get emotionally attached to your ideas. Don't, don't think that, oh, you know, you, I have the best idea ever. Everyone else is wrong. You know, when you start thinking like that, you're getting your ego involved and you're going to hurt yourself in the end. It might just be better to work in a corporation a couple of years and maybe you'll discover something about yourself in that in those years and then you'll quit and then find another business idea to pursue. Like there's so many other things that you can do than just get stuck in that rut. And I think it's really important how you said fail fast. I really like that phrase. And as you said briefly too, uh, um, you got to think fast. Too many people will have an idea and they'll wait a year or two to execute on it. And that's when people really get into a loop of, man, like just, I, might, I just should never try. I should never do this. Waiting too long to do something is definitely uh, um, a key component to consistent failure. You know, it's just lacking to make those moves and being like, oh, why did it work out? Well, it took you six months just to make the first choice. Exactly. Yeah, it is really like that. And, you know, I just want you, everybody listening to know as well, throughout this journey of ours, um, we've lost hope a few times. We, we, you know, I personally felt there was times where I was like, oh, this is just never going to work because it just takes so much grinding. So there's so much resistance being met at the beginning. There's so much foundational work that you have to do. And there's absolutely no guarantees that it'll, it will work. There's, there's no guarantees that you're going to make the money that you need to survive in the future. Um, people that you'll be talking to will give you amazing feedback and say, that's the greatest idea ever. But when it comes time for them to purchase, they disappear. And, and this is actually with, this is something that we learned along the way through our entrepreneurship and business backgrounds. And, you know, just when you build a startup idea, friends and family members, even just nice, nice strangers on the streets, they give you the most glowing reviews about your business. But when it, when, when it push comes to shove, when it's time to put your money where your mouth is, you will not find those people. Many of those people will just be gone. And so you have to be okay with that. You have to learn how to separate, you know, hey, is this person just being nice or are they actually genuinely interested in my business? If I ask them to put their money down for a pre-order, will, will they do it or will I be met with a lot of resistance? So try to find things like that, tricks like that in talking to people so that you don't get tricked yourself. Try to find if someone's BSing you if they're just trying to be nice or if they're just genuinely being honest um, by, you know, with us, we, 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 we did a, a pre-order round um, uh, where we, we uh, this was in 2019 um, before we even started selling, we reached out to some of our most loyal followers on Instagram and we reached out to like 40 people mm -hmm. and we started talking to them and we're just like, Hey, look, you know, uh, we're, we're doing some pre-orders. We'll give you, um, uh, the, like a really, like a dirt cheap deal, you don't, you know, you pay this much and then you get a bundle from us. We don't, you know, we're just, we just want to hear your thoughts. And many people said yes. And then when it came down to it, it was only like, uh, I don't know, like a 50% actually went through the commitment right. and that was eye opening for us too. It, it, it just shows you people, people are, 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 are constantly busy. They're constantly doing their own things. Um, they're not always going to support you, even if they say they are. And you can never take that negatively. You never really know what someone's going through. You never really know if they have the dollars to spare and support you. You never really know that. Um, so, you know, don't make rash judgments. Um, don't be afraid of rejection. 
And don't take it negatively if someone, you know, says they're interested in supporting you and they just never do. Don't ever take that negatively. Just find find out why and move on. And being in business for two years, you know, a lot of people think uh, uh, having your own business is a quick way out, but they don't realize the the amount of work and effort it goes into it. So being two years in, just to give people an idea, would you say you're well off for the rest of your life? No. And would you say that um, you're you're totally confident that you know your the business is going to work, nothing's going to fail, and uh, you know I can wipe my hands of worries. My business is record growth, record sales numbers every month. We're we're doing better than ever before, and I think my business could still fail tomorrow morning. And that's a, that's important words for people to hear because. Again, it's so easy just to you know put a tag beside your name on your social platforms and make this claim that you're this this person, this character, and never uh, never put in the work. So I'm really glad that you're able to be humble about it and really you know put those feelings forth because uh, you know it, it is scary running your own businesses. It is scary to take a bet on yourself, which even then you're still doing when you work 40 hours a week for someone else. It's just the mindset you know that we don't see. It's always this this exchange of time for money, you know, but people like us, we understand the better exchange is money for time, you know, because time is the most valuable current valuable currency we have. And if, you know, we we don't use it, if we negatively abuse it, then we'll constantly be at mercy to it. I, I truly agree with that. Yes, time is 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 your your most valuable currency. And I I, I another good piece of advice that I would give to the to the younger generation, guys in their, you know, teens and their and their twenties, you know, especially while they're in school, um, invest in yourself, learn a lot. Don't, don't focus on advancing your career at McDonald's. Don't focus on advancing your career at Blue Notes, whatever clothing retail store you work. That's not where your energy should be going to. You should be thinking about, hey, you know, if I'm getting 10 bucks an hour working at Blue Notes right now, why, like, fine, that's great, but it's just a simple job. I'm, I'm a young person just learning. It's just a simple job. In the future, you know, ten years from now, I'm, I could be making two hundred dollars an hour. So it effectively makes all the money that I'm earning at Blue Notes right now just completely worthless. Like it's not even worth my time. So your time is probably better spent investing in yourself, learning, um, putting that time towards preparing for the future where you can make that two hundred dollars an hour. For example, if you if you can if people think of themselves if people invest in themselves more and think of themselves more as like not what not what I can earn today, but what can I do today so I can earn more tomorrow? That's a better mindset to have. And, you know, talking about everything that we've talked about, you know, for people that are, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, and so on, that's a lot of experience. And I feel like that's something that we, we young ones take for granted, um, that we have so much time to accumulate information to do better. But if you know, you're 45 years old and you have these ideas, you have these aspirations, but you're locked into a, a nine to five, it is still so beneficial to go and take that chance because it's something I tell my pop all the time, like, buddy, you still got, you know, another two decades, three decades ahead. Thankfully, he's a musician, he's a creative. So he, he the limitless opportunities. And, you know, my mom as well, she she always has an idea, she always has a new avenue to, to seize. And it's just... I think it's sometimes disheartening that 
I feel like there's not the same level of spontaneity, you know, from the older generation because they feel like it's a it's a, it's a young man's game, you know. It's been a classic uh, uh, line, but you know, if it's not just about being young and you know fa- failing when you're young, if if you're you know 30, 40, whatever age, listening to this podcast, listening to these few words, take a shot. You have better chance than we do because you got ten years of experience on us. You have ten, twenty years of uh, uh, consumer knowledge. You've seen how things have been done before, and like we said, ideas are a dime a dozen. You know, not, almost nothing is original right now. But how you can take useful information and make it your own and take it off the ground, it's just as beneficial. There's no age gap on doing what you want to do. Definitely agree with you on that. Absolutely, age is just and it is completely irrelevant. Um, I think what I see with the 40s and 50 plus generation is that they're just they're just born in a different time. They're just more the nine to five generation because they were used to growing up in a time when things were extremely well structured. You know, things were the same for more for more or less everybody. You know, had a nine to five. That was like the standard sort of culture set by by our society. But right now, obviously, that's not. Uh, an adequate future anymore. You can't you can't rely on a job anymore because you know with the COVID pandemic, as 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 we can all see, it's just been the most massive layoff in like human history. We've lost so many jobs. So many people are struggling. Our 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 dollars are worth like less and less every day. We're just kind of watching our money be turned into monopoly money. Probably going to watch Bitcoin take off if if anything, and gold if anything is going to take off too. With with people recognizing that. The dollar value is just is just not that really that great or appealing for people anymore. Um, so yeah, so there's there's a lot of a lot of change that's happening right now that our culture is 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 experiencing um, that the youth is experiencing. But the adults that are in their fifties, they're they're just they're, um, I think maybe they haven't really some of them haven't really connected the dots, especially if they're still working the nine to five. But for those that are not working the nine to five. I would say starting a business right now is about the best thing you can do, and 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 age should not be a deterrent. And, and, you know, as, as you said, with starting a business, research is a huge thing. And, you know, research can sometimes seem uh, just not fun because it's a lot of reading, you know, it's a lot of taking in information. But it seems seems to be more and more obvious to me that as we age, we kind of just put a cap on how much we can learn. You know, that also old saying, you can't t- uh, teach an old dog new tricks. Most of us stop, you know, learning how to read when we were in elementary school. So most of us are still learning and thinking with the mindset of an elementary school student. So if we, you know, lack in the the drive to learn and grow our own internal skills, it doesn't matter what the hell idea we come up with. Nothing's ever going to work if we don't put in the work for ourselves as well. Exactly. And that whole, you know, can't teach a dog new tri- old dog new tricks is, is BS, of course, mm-hmm. you know, because anyone can learn at any age. Our minds are strong, our minds are sharp, and um, there's nothing stopping a, a 50 or even a 60-year-old, really, from starting a business or just learning or, or doing new things. Um, I think also, again, it, it plays out into, you know, that generation just kind of growing up in that culture where things were a little bit more laid out for them things were structured they they knew exactly what their their life was going to look like by the time they were 18 right you know 50 years ago you were married at 20 and you had your first kid at 21 and then you had your job you your 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 company at 23 
is the company you're working for for the next 50 years of your life. So it's a totally different world now. And so you can't be playing by the same rules back then. And I think our generation, especially given that we've been so involved in technology and we have the internet and we're, we're, we're always on the internet. We're always, we're always just like researching every day. I think that's going to be carried on. And so that when we're in our 40s, 50s, 60s, we're going to be able to continue to learn and we're going to be able to continue to adapt just because our generation was thrown into like the fire, thrown it right into the deep end of, of internet information. Yeah, we're quite we're 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 in a crazy time of uh, this technological gap. You know, we're the last generation that still knows how it was before the shift, and now we're caught up in it after. And again, it's another thing that I find interesting. People seem to think that internet technology is people act like it's been here for a hundred years. You know, we're still we're we're not even half a century into technology at, at this level. So it's uh, it's interesting to see where the economy is going to grow, how much more opportunities we're going to have. And as we've seen from this pandemic, a lot of people moving their offices, their, you know, their big facilities, just telling their employees, go home, you can do it from home. We're starting to realize that, hey, we don't have to go to these places and be locked in all day to get our jobs done. We can be more, um, we can present more fluidity within our lives and uh, still go after what we want. Um, but honestly, man, this has been a great conversation. I feel like we've gotten a lot of insight to people. I really appreciate your time, brother. Um, any last words you want to leave with the people? Yeah, um, no, I appreciate your time too. This is, this is great. Um, last words that I would give to people, you know, don't, don't, just don't let fear hold you back. You know, that's kind of one thing that I would really like more and more people to hear is, we were ruled by fear and we're governed by fear and we're controlled by fear. And don't let yourself get too scared to, to believe enough in yourself to chase what you truly love. Find the passion and be a little selfish. It's, it's okay to be a little selfish and to care about yourself and to, to think about what you want. Because if you don't do that, no one else is going to be doing that for you. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would leave people off with. Be, be, be less fearful, a little bit more selfish in a good way, and figure out what you want and just pursue it. Right on, brother. Well, I appreciate it again, man. Thank you for your time. And uh, next time, we got to get your partner on here too, brother. Down. I am All down right. for that, Renee. I'll see you later. Cheers. All right, my friend. Take it easy. See ya. Don't sweat the technique of the coast switcher. How to wreck sweets. Ironic, I need feelings. No, I be don't see ceilings worth the blue. Though I grew on the other side of what's considered wealth and lived in hell. See heaven in myself. Inflicted pain. Hit me like sugar shame. Really, I'm Jigga Dame. In hopes that no triggers bang. I rock a fella. Pockets hella linen infested. Got invested in the craft. No pasta box. Imposter watch. I snap. No paparazzi. Dodging picks. Market smart. Alpha green. Play my position and change the condition. They call them weather. Man, forecast rain and this whatever takes shots as I get out of dodge like the tether case closed.